There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the twilight. Hello, hello, my friend, <clears throat> and welcome to the pilot of the High Talk Zone. Um, I call it a pilot because just recently I was watching a video called How I Wrote Mr. Robot on Behind the Curtains channel on YouTube, and uh, the writer and director of the show, Mr. Robot, Sam Esmail, he was talking about his approach to the series, and uh, he calls it a vomit draft, and what a vomit draft is what a vomit draft is essentially is when you're just getting everything out onto the page. You're not holding anything back. You're just trying to flesh out the idea. And so that's that's definitely uh, what I see this as. And it's weird because I've been planning out this podcast for such a long time and just trying to get acquainted with what I wanted it to be. And I know what I want it to be, but yet it's like taking that first step is definitely the uh, – it's the leap, you know, the leap that we can never be ready for, no matter what it is that we're trying to leap into. Um, I remember in high school, in a writer's seminar class taught by the great Michael Saxon, shout out Michael Saxon, uh, he told me that you have to write it down before you can write it up. And I will always remember that because... It's so simple yet, like so many people don't really think about that. Like we're we're always trying to do the work before it's done. We're trying to plan out the whole thing and make sure that it can come out in this way that we want it to. But in reality, the only thing that we have control over is the action that we take and the the emotion that causes us to take that action. Um And so now that I'm taking this leap, I, uh, I, can, I can only hope that, you know, you, the person listening to this right now, is going to follow along with me. Because, like, right now, you know, I'm just sitting here talking to myself. And it's just me in this room, but yet I feel like I could be talking to any number of people. And it's, it's all about what you're going to do when you're in that room by yourself. Are you going to work on the things that you want to work on or are you going to give yourself excuses and allowances to fall into things like um, just excuses? You know, there's there's plenty of ways that we try to rationalize uh, not doing certain things or giving ourselves a reason that we disguise. But it's all an excuse and we can only hold ourselves accountable. And that's what I really want to do um, on a larger social scale is kind of not not only push people to hold themselves accountable, but to hold myself accountable for the actions that I take in my community at the same time. And so what I want to do is to, 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 you know, challenge conventional thinking. That's why it's called 
high talk or the high talk zone, which is a reference to the Twilight Zone. The the Twilight Zone came out in the '60s, and the concepts of the show are all of these like wild ideas rooted in sci-fi. But the writers were actually code talking about the problems of society. Like if you look at those episodes now, they deal with things like race and social acceptance and stigmas and like all of these things that they didn't feel were acceptable to just talk about at the time. And so they had to do it through code. And it's 2021. We don't have to talk in code anymore. Like I'm going to say what I want to say. And I hope that me saying what I want to say lets you know that you can do that same thing. Uh, regardless of what it is or how obscure it may seem, there's 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 somebody out there in the shadows who probably believes in that too. And if you don't step up, they're, they're never going to know that they can step up too. And so we all need to take that first step so that we can create a, a, a world full of communities, full of, of people creating, people working together, people giving each other each piece of the puzzle that they've collected throughout their lives so that we can all kind of put, put it back together um, as a society and put it back together in a way that leaves space for all of us. And yeah, you could argue that, you know, the world's in a pretty fucked up place. We may or may not have time to, to do very much, but if, if we don't have much time, why would you want to spend it sitting around not not being tuned into the things that you're genuinely passionate about you know do you want to uh become an uh insta zombie and spend all your time scrolling on instagram or do you want to spend your spend the rest of your life working at a nine to five that you don't enjoy or are you going to spend the rest of your time trying to build the best thing that you can Because nobody's going to make that decision for you. And it's okay to uh, to feel down about the world right now. There are a lot of things going on in the world that are very dark and are very um, troubling to process. But if, if we don't process them, then, then what's our option? You know, do we become crushed by those things? Or do we do the work that we need to do to move past them and to to try to secure some sort of a future for the families that we want to create or the lives that we want to live you know because we you know me and 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 my friends who are 19 right now we've worked so hard to get to where we are like we deserve to see our 40s i don't want to not be able to get to my 40s or 50s because of the actions of corrupt corporations and politicians and all the other people who are contributing to how fucked up the world is right now. And the one thing that we can't allow is complacency because changing the world starts with us changing ourselves, using what life has taught you to teach me something else. And then I'm going to use what my life has taught me to, to, to teach you. And that's the idea of being a student, a student, and a teacher at the same time in your life, no matter what, as you, as you grow and experience more things, you can always be picking up things from the world and you can always be putting things back into the world. And that's how, that's how we've thrived like 
all of these years already. And uh, I think that we need to readjust our focus to that. And people can argue each other all day long and contradict each other and, you know, uh, cancel, sorry, cancel each other and just push the divide further and further. But what's undeniable is that, you know, we're all sleeping under the same sun and we all bleed the same. And that may sound like a cliche, but no, like we, we are the only thing that we know we have. Like, you don't know that there's anything else out there. No matter what your faith is, no matter what you think you know, you wake up and you're surrounded by humans. So do you do you not want to support the one thing that you know that you have? And that is humanity. Support your own humanity. Support humanity of the people around you. Um, and And care for the world that gives you your humanity. Uh, because the earth like takes care of us, you know, we wouldn't be here, um, without the things that we're able to, um, get from nature. Nature is, is, is everything. And yeah, that sounds kind of obvious. I know, but there's, I feel like a lot of us don't really think about it and don't really, don't really take a moment to just stop and appreciate the sun. For, for just a moment out of your day. Just take a deep breath and look at the sun. And what does that give you when you do that? It gives you peace. It gives you clarity. It gives you the idea that there is something greater than yourself. Um, there is something that we all rely on, something that connects us. And it's not just the sun. Like I said, it's nature. It's it's everything that gives us our lives and everything that we share. And I think that we should we should be really amazed by that because it is an amazing thing. And um, <clears throat> when you take that moment to realize that we're all connected and that we're all relying on these same things and all kind of going through the same things just in different ways, then you realize how important it is to build a community and to make connections and to have have a family and not necessarily like, you know, the family that you're born with, but who are the people who who validate you, who see you for who you really are and who allow you to exist as that person in in a space comfortably? Those are the people that we should be spending our time around and those are the people that we should be pouring our energy into because they're going to give that energy right back to us. It's it's reciprocal and that's how you you stay in a place of growth with the people around you. Um, you know, it's it's claiming a corner of the universe for ourselves in the name of positivity and love. We need each other. It's it's human nature to desire people who care about you and who who's who see you, who validate your existence. And we should not um, diminish that. We shouldn't act like that's something to be ashamed of because it's a human need. And when we do it. In genuine love, like so much can come out of that. 
so much can come out of that. And it, it lets you see yourself as part of the world. It, it reminds you that, that you have work to do as well. Like if you have people that you care about and people that you want to see have a better life, then you're going to work for them to make sure that they can, they can have a better world to live into, a, a, a more comfortable space to exist in. And, um, you know, whether it's for yourself or the ones that you love or for the future that you want, you have to create that space yourself. You're never going to just walk into the life that you want to live. You have to build that. You have to flesh that out and, and see it for yourself and see the people that are a part of it and see how it's going to be sustainable. And you do that through applying the concept of con consilience to everything in your life. And uh, what consilience means is you kind of are cross-examining things from different fields to look at the same result. And it's like when you look at things from different fields and they and they all boil down to the same answer then it just reinforces the strength of that answer it it reinforces what you know to be true and so how i want to apply consilience is um by accepting every part of myself as a person you know uh what things did i experience that made me who i am um what are my traumas how do i process those like there are we are infinitely complex because we've all experienced different things and we all make different associations. We all have different um, conditioning inside of us that gives us a different understanding of the world. But yet at the core, we're all the same animal and we're going to act to survive. We're going to act to protect ourselves and our tribe. And the tricky point is this, as far as we know, we're the we're the the only kind of an animal that has this consciousness and so what should we do with that you know what what should we do with our consciousness is there one set answer to that i personally don't think so i think that's uh that can kind of be seen in uh nihilism in a way but i think that our generation is creating a whole new breed of that as in we're aware that it's up to us to define our existence and to validate our existence and that's that can be scary but it's also empowering because you can do what you want to do and what's true to your heart not what you've been pushed to do by the world but yet so many of us are still so trapped in the life that we think we have to live but just ask yourself like like what would happen right now if you if you lost the job that you're working at or um, if you got if you had to leave your apartment like if if everything turned upside down on its head like in what position would you be in? Um, are you doing things that bring you joy? That's that's what you should ask yourself every day. Um, is this how I want to be spending my life? Does this set my heart on fire? And me personally, 
when I was in, in high school, I was 14. That was when I first started writing poetry and it saved my life. And I continued to write for like three years. And what I didn't, well, I realized this, but I, I wrote to cope with uh, the anxiety that I experienced in my parents' house. And so when I moved out, I kind of had to step away from the work to reevaluate who I was and who I wanted to be and, and why I did any of that work in the first place. Um, and it's been a journey that I've, I've definitely appreciated. And um, some people may know, if, uh, if you know me more personally, that this past fall I was in a really bad car accident that I walked out of unscathed, but I totaled my car and uh, nobody else was hurt. But it was it was definitely like a near death experience. Like um, it was the most jarring thing I've ever experienced to just have like everything stop. Like people say that your life flashes before your eyes. And it's not that it flashes before your eyes, but in a way it does because you just kind of, you, you, you have this time stops. It's, I wouldn't even call it a second. It's you step outside of time and you take a moment to take a breath and accept that things are done. And, uh, that moment is the, uh, one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced because it reignited that fire to create in me. It wasn't about, you know, oh, I create to, to, to cope with my pain. It was, I create because what else do I want to do? I don't, I, if, if I had, you know, kicked the bucket that day, I would not have been happy with the way that I died. Like I was spending 12 hours a 10, 12 hours a day in my car doing Postmates to pay my bills. Um, I had no clear vision of my passions or the things that I wanted to be working on. And I had these passions, but yet I was just so caught up in the life that I thought I had to live, but not the life that I wanted to live. And through that experience, I was able to realize all of these things and realign myself and uh, step back into my passion. And now here I am. Um, so I, I really just want to bring attention to that. And uh, I hope that that you don't have to experience something so jarring and so scary to realize that you should live your life every single day the way that you want to not that anyone tells you 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 have to or don't live your life based on the conditioning that you received when you were a child like take a breath and let go of your past shut it all out and tune in on right now and what feels right right now Think about that for just a second and then go after it relentlessly because who's going to stop you? You know, if, if you're, if you're setting the stakes yourself to where only death can stop you, then only death will stop you. Like, like everyone is, is on this earth 
trying to figure out what they want to do. So you can either live in, in the shadow projections of, of other people and you can let other people put you down um, in a way that lets them feel better about themselves or you can you can meet that person with compassion and you can say, you know, oh, I, I understand why you have the mindset that you do because you've experienced these things and people have put you down and people have backed you into this box. But you're not going to put me in a box because I'm not going to fit in it. I get to define who I am, and that's a that's a process. Uh, it's a process for sure, but it's it's a process that we should be grateful to be able to go through. Um, we 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 shouldn't spend our lives distracted and disconnected. Uh, we should spend our lives tuned in. And um, when you take a moment to look at, at, at everything for just what it is and not what happened, then you can kind of get some insight into that and you can you can take something out of everything. You can you can let your troubles and your stresses teach you, lessons that that empower you and through that you change the meaning of of those troubling things you make them into something more so you can either make them into something more or you can let them you can let them break you down into a box it's up to you it's up to it it's up to each one of us to decide what we're going to do with the things that we experience And um, as we do the work to pull ourselves out of the shadows and pull pull other people out of the shadows as well, that's how we build a community of light. And that's that that's the only way that that's ever going to be done is by us us standing up for each other and uh, learning about each other and what we can do, how we can help being student and teacher simultaneously. That's what it means to be consilient, to look at everything for what it is, to take the concepts and apply them all into one big thing, one final conclusion. So what's your conclusion? Understand the procedure now. Throw them into darkness for a few hours and then sit back and watch the pattern. They pick the most dangerous enemy they can find, and it's themselves. Then I take it this place is not unique. By no means. Their world is full of maple streets. And we'll go from one to the other and let them destroy themselves. The tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices. For the record, prejudices can kill, and a thoughtless, frightened search for a scapegoat has a fallout all of its own. And the pity of it is that these things cannot be confined to the twilight zone.